Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer Building. As you'll now be spending your workday here, it is important that you learn a bit about the history of this famous floor. Welcome to Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute, the daily podcast in which we drink carrot juice, describe our sexual fantasies, and discuss the film Being John Malkovich one minute at a time. I am your host, Austin Pryor, and I am joined again by Katie and Haley. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Glad you're back in my mind. <laughs> Good stuff. Is it is it comfy? Yeah. Everybody settled in? A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. S- Threw me in here. the stuff around a little bit. And, yeah. 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 Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, so today we tackle Minute 22 of Being John Malkovich. Minute 22 starts with Lester continuing his perversions and ends one minute later with Craig asking Maxine, what will you have in the stuck pig? So, uh, responses, thoughts? Um, visceral would be my response. <laughs> I was looking at the clock, too. I was like, okay, okay, can Lester, doesn't he know he has someplace he needs to be? Especially if they've been, <laughs> what time did she say she needed to meet with him? Seven. Seven. Yeah, it's a couple of minutes of seven. If he's been there since they were off of work at five Oh yeah. Does that mean he's been listening to two hours of Lester talk about his sexual <laughs> yeah. fantasies, or that's just where the conversation gets after two hours? <laughs> oh no, it's been it's it's definitely there was it it was clear from the start that it was going to be sexual fantasies from the start. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, the setup scene was uh, you know this is not an appropriate conversation for the workplace. That's uh, right. Which, yes. Which which he immediately took as anyone would as an offer to uh-huh. meet elsewhere and then discuss <laughs> these things at great length. And he says, "Meet me at Jerry's Juiceteria on Lex, and I spill my goddamn guts for you." Oh, and uh, it's it's beautiful. It's yes. beautiful. Um. So so yeah. So th- that's that that is the purpose of this meeting. That that's why the, that's why we're here. And um. Do you think he's <laughs> so trying? It does sound like he's starting, though. It sounds like he's only the beginning. So I think what for the last kind of hour and a half, they've been, he's been telling other sexual fantasy stories. Probably. And then he's just like, okay, now here's my new one, okay? So imagine me in a harness, <laughs> if you like, and I am Eros, the love god. So he's kind of like, he started into another one, is the feeling I get. Well, I I get curious. other feelings too, but I'm not going to talk about it. If he's gating with Craig, how interested he'd be in joining the cult? Oh, you know that's interesting. Because I, I think, I, I think when Lottie starts joining, mm-hmm. I don't think th- I don't think they've thought of any young people joining mm. until then. Ah, okay. So okay. I don't, I don't think he, 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 but it's an interesting angle that he could be recruiting him. Just seeing, because then or that's really him. what they're all doing. They go into John Malkovich's body to then experience yeah. sex with other people. Clearly that's yeah. their shtick. Yeah. That's what gets these old people off is voyeurism. Yeah. And so it's, I, I thought of it maybe, maybe it was there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see how close he should put him to the operation. Yeah. And then he puts him right in the office. He he does place him like 
way too close to the portal and <laughs> gives him we're we're not there yet next week he'll, he i think he'll get access to the portal uh it it's not that hard for for somebody to go into deep storage and find their way to that portal uh, yeah. and presumably lester's whole reason for being on the seven and a half floor probably his reason for building the seven and a half floor in the first place because we know he is captain merton uh was to be close to this uh portal and he kind of did everything right and then kind of fell at the last hurdle by having it seems to be vanity that he wanted his office to be have that nice view mm-hmm. uh, because there there isn't a nice view in the um in the deep storage office mm-hmm. so that's the only that's the only reason i can think of because uh, if i'm if i'm lester that's my office yeah in and, deep storage and, and, and yeah, and nobody is going to be in that office when I'm not there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be locking that up. You know, that's that's the portal. That's his ticket out of here. And I know um, we haven't gotten to it yet, but I just want to say I love how easy it is that he stumbles upon it. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost <laughs> inviting people that way. Totally. You know, yeah, yeah. it's this close to being mm-hmm. found. If you wanted to try that hard, you could move <laughs> the storage cabinet out and... Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'll say I'll let you discuss that another time. <laughs> Excellent. Very gracious of you. you know, Dr. Lester, this is all really fascinating and stuff, but I got to get back home to my wife. Oh, you have a wife. I'd like yes. to meet her, Craig. Yes, sir. Shall we say uh, dinner Thursday? You can come, too, if you like. Uh, <laughs> you get that? That was a joke. You hear what I said? You can come, too. That was a good one. <laughs> all right. Thank you. So Lester is so smooth here in this minute when he gets, uh, when he gets, uh, give me a second, give me a second, when he just invites himself to Craig's house is what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That right. bit. Okay. Where he just like seamlessly creates the circumstance where I am now invited to your house on Thursday and still, you know. Uh, didn't didn't have to be pushy i mean he was actually pushy but he didn't have to seem pushy you know he was really suggesting um, it yeah yeah you can come too if you like and uh (laughs) yeah that's that's just i love that joke it's such a dad joke (laughs) yes he just the fact that he goes over did you hear what i said i see i mean it's a joke (laughs) did you hear what i said did you get it? Are you sure? Did you get it? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you should laugh. Yeah, because it's, it's a, funny. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, so like, how self-aware is Lester when he's when he's talking to Craig that way? When he's when he's inviting himself over? Because if we look at Craig's face, his face is so strained and awkward, and there's no he, Craig is barely concealing his terror at the idea of this man coming to his house it's the confidence of being however old captain merton is yeah 400 years how old is he (laughs) he wouldn't be that i mean he i i think lester the lester vessel is 105 unless unless he's talking about captain merton no but captain merton would have to be much older right um because he's 18 something when he comes there and builds the. i don't think we get a date on the building of the merton flemmer building yeah if he's um, been just so, body jumping yeah. for 400 years or something he knows he can just casually talk about sex as loud as he wants yeah. in the middle of the cafe because nobody's gonna say anything to him about it mm-hmm. and he can Plus, invite himself over because don't care well, he's the boss whatever 
Yeah, he's and plus the boss. he's the boss, and the employee, the boss employee relationship means yes. he's just like he's just gonna wedge that crowbar in there and say, "Yep, I'm coming to your house, and yes. you can be there too if you want." And uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> with the crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you notice that the stuck pig is? Apart from Maxine and Craig, a, a Japanese bar yes. and is occupied entirely by Japanese yeah. people. Yeah, businessmen. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I knew that for a number of years watching this movie. Um, and I don't, I just, I, I, I noticed that the guy right beside Craig who laughs happens to be Japanese. But I don't see race, you see. So <laughs> I just, you know, I thought of it. You, you guys she... obviously noticed it straight away. So. <laughs> Maybe that's just... Maybe we're just more culturally aware. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought of it like Maxine walked into this bar and she planted herself in the middle of this group of businessmen that were already there. Yeah. I think she's a regular at this bar. Oh. And like she, all she of those dudes know her. I think so. And she's half talking to one of them. And as she's looking at her watch and, and about to put her coat on and then... Uh, you know Craig gets there just in time and um yeah and and like they're they're speaking Japanese it's Japanese music in the background um it's it's specifically mentioned as a Japanese bar in in the script um i what out it's of definitely place. a specific choice it so makes what's them the out of place it puts them it puts Craig even more out of his element then mm -hmm. he is going on this date with her in the first place. Yeah. And then it shows that uh, Maxine is never out of her element. Mm -hmm. That Maxine is so confident and self-possessed. She belongs. Wherever she is, she belongs. Yes. Maxine. Maxine. Made it. Made it, Maxine. Just. Buy a drink, Maxine. Maxine. Are you married? Yeah, but, but enough about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have? So she's at this bar and Craig like comes over to her and she's not bothered by him being married. Yeah. Yeah. She just laughs it off and so does he. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what people do? Is that what the, 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 peop the people who go and uh, go and get? I mean, I, I, I presume um, neither of you are married because young people don't get married. <laughs> Um, I'm a very old man and I am indeed married and um, and not being a philanderer I don't know how it's done and what the what what the uh, what the how the conversations go but it's yeah it's almost yeah, like um, I wanted him to be smoother and take the ring off before he yeah. got there but there's he sort of was testing to see if she'd be into that I think yeah I don't know yeah I th I think he was just so I, I think Craig's thing with, with um, Maxine is that he hasn't, he he's so unquestioning about how right she is for him. And they, they do, not even that she's right for him, but that they need to be together. Mm -hmm. And that's just a decision. And I think she, he'll, he'll figure out the whole marriage thing later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I don't think he's thought about, you know, taking the ring off, leaving the ring on, whatever. And she, I just think... She is only barely considering him anyway. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's only, she's like, I said I'd go for a drink with you. Mm -hmm. The fact that she's there at all and talking to him as a date 
uh, means that she is kind of entertaining the notion. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And asking about the wedding ring is is part of that. But yeah, it's I, I guess this is what, you know, amoral people do. Because he, well, it's so beautifully shot. She has that light over her that mm-hmm. makes her look angelic and glowing. And yeah. he is just kind of so neutrally shot in the in yeah. the scheme of the shot like he's kind of blending into the people that are all sitting at that bar and yeah, he also yeah. just orders a light beer like he's not looking to, yeah. <laughs> to stick out and yeah but she's like you're right she's so confident and i would want to go talk to maxine at that bar <laughs> yeah mm. what's your story yeah, yeah yeah i'd love to get a japanese or japanese american perspective on this scene because it's kind of like is it is it doing like a bit of exoticism a bit of like Mm -hmm. it's funny because they're asian and i don't know if it necessarily is but i why why do they have to be japanese otherwise is is i guess the question yeah i just i don't know i just feel like it's it's like you said to show that maxine can be comfortable anywhere like This is obviously somewhere that she either got to and immediately made herself at home at, or this is her regular bar that she always goes to. These are her friends outside of work Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. they're her buddies. Mm -hmm. And I like, it just made me feel like, oh, she knows exactly what's going on. And she told him, she told Craig to meet her at a place where she feels the most comfortable. Yeah. 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 Definitely her neighborhood bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could it could just be that. It could be just that it's the closest bar to her house. Mm-hmm. I like or the idea maybe. that Craig couldn't like turn and have a conversation with someone else though. That too, Yeah. It's like, well, no, I came to talk to Maxine and that she's all mm-hmm. the, she's the only person I want to talk to, but she has the perfect audience for her insults. Oh yeah. To land. Yeah. yeah. And they every time they Ooh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they're ribbing him too and it's so and it's then great. you feel like you're at that bar in that scene yeah. it makes me it. feel like this is the bar that maxine takes all her guys that she's like trying out to Ooh. yeah yeah and that these guys have all seen like they've all seen her routine before <laughs> yeah yeah yes that's interesting yeah, yeah. And they've seen it all before. And also she knows that's part of her kind of test for these men that do like, OK, let's see how you deal with this with this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, yeah, n- not being able to casually strike up. Well, I mean, I'm sure these these men speak English. Oh, sure. So you uh, <laughs> you can speak. You can strike up a conversation, but um, you would have automatically less culturally in common with them than you would uh yeah i I, i'm i'm wondering just from the point of view that this film is so white Mm -hmm. um and and would be kind of um to to the point that it would be kind of in trouble if it came out nowadays you know and Mm -hmm. um, we've had just a handful of um black faces so far in this movie and now we have some asian representation but uh, yeah, it's kind of thin on the ground. Yeah. So have 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 you guys ever heard the expression "a stuck pig" t- to bleed like a stuck pig or to scream like a stuck pig? I have. Like they try to tunnel under something and they can't get out, no, and then like, they scream like 
No. Well, that's the that's the thing. Some people say screamed like a stuck pig, which makes you think that the expression is about a pig that's stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. And and pigs do, I guess, occasionally get stuck in those gates that they use for the for the pigsties. But it's it's I I think Katie's on to what right. it really yeah. means because I looked like, up like, what it really means. Uh, like on a like on a on a stick, like. Oh yeah, well I think some people use it that way too, but it's 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 a bit more specific. Like like that like for slaughter. It's like yeah, it's like stuck. A stuck pig is a pig that has a knife, a slaughter oh. knife stuck in its throat, and it's being cut, and and so the expression is to bleed like a stuck pig, which is that's really brilliant. Hard. Thank you again, Charlie <laughs> Kaufman, because the script it's so layered. He yeah, is. Yeah. A stuck pig in that conversation. She is gutting him for all of the mm. other mm. patrons of the bar to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that he's is... just, he has no, he doesn't even care. He doesn't care that he's being embarrassed. He's like, yeah. you're into that? Sure, embarrass me. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> he walked in like a lamb to the slaughter, or this case, like a pig to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. There's there's layers. Yes. So you guys, any other notes or observations for minute 22? I'm just ready to continue talking to Maxine. I want to hear everything that she, any word that falls out of her mouth, I'm listening to it. And I'm ready to get away from Lester. (laughs) Okay. For now. Right. So so we're away from Lester and we're with Maxine and that's where we go into the next minute. So, uh, so Haley, you're kind of, I'm kind of worried how much you like Maxine. Well, you do realize she's not she's not like the good guy. She is a I I might have a thing for secondary villains. You know? <laughs> I think Lester's the greater villain, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Or the building He's... is the building a bil- uh, villain? <laughs> um against John Malkovich? <laughs> the greater question of whose machinations are all these? Why did cuz because we know Captain Merton didn't put the portal there. We know he discovered it. Uh, or I think we know that. Yeah. And and um, why does it lead to John Malkovich? And the answer, of course, is because that's funnier than it leading to some random person. And that then the whole story wouldn't work if it didn't. <laughs> but the in-universe answer. Yeah, I think because Captain Merton, who is Lester's true identity, has been at this for so long and has so many like machinations and and is I think we can call him the true villain of the piece. And Maxine, of course, has her change of heart during the story. So she doesn't even end up, uh, you know, affecting the outcome in in a villainous way. But I mean, Craig is also the villain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. he's awful. There are no good guys in this Not a lot of likable people in this uh, universe. (laughs) Although I do love Lottie. I love Lottie, yeah. (laughs) Go on, let's talk Lottie. She's just... I didn't recognize that was Cameron Diaz for the longest time. It took me half of the movie to figure out it was Cameron Diaz. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was a big part of the intention. Of course... Mm -hmm. Having Cameron Diaz's name to put on the poster helped get the film funded. Mm-hmm. But once you're sitting there watching it, they, they don't want you to think about, you know, Cameron Diaz, the star, other than the the fun of subverting her image and, and kind of her playing against type. Yes. You know? Well, and fun fact, speaking of Long Beach from the last episode, mm-hmm. Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz is from Long Beach. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you know her? No. <laughs> yeah, she's. I have her on speed dial. How'd you know? Yeah, yeah. I uh, kept an eye out when I lived there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Always okay. on the lookout yeah. for her and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Just picturing them now hanging out together at a juiceteria. So, I think that concludes our time for minute 22. Um, how are you guys fixed to come back tomorrow? I mean, if you have a portal into my subconscious, I don't know if I have a choice. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. I, lo- I love the way all the different guests interpret the... I keep everything vague about where we are and whose head we're in so, so and what the whooshing noises mean. So I, I love hearing all the different interpretations. So uh, where were you guys spat out yesterday? We were spat out in the middle of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear it's lovely this time of year. So it was quite a walk back to some home base. Okay, yeah. well, um, yeah, I hope you get somewhere a bit nearer today. Here it comes. <laughs>